Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This week's episode of Screen Talk is brought to you by Warner Brothers Pictures, presenting Joker, Todd Phillips' cinematic vision of a man struggling in a world without empathy. Witness Joaquin Phoenix's mesmerizing performance in this gritty, thought-provoking character study. Variety's Owen Gleiberman named Joker the best film of the year, describing it as a movie that can and will stand the test of time as the only movie of 2019 that channels our moment by turning it into a dark dream. Joaquin Phoenix laughs, cries, howls, implodes, and mesmerizes in the performance of the year. Named one of the best films of the year by AFI and winner of the Venice Film Festival's top prize. For your consideration in all categories, including Best Picture, Best Director, Todd Phillips, and Best Actor, Joaquin Phoenix. Welcome to Screen Talk, and you are his weekly podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, the executive editor and chief critic, joined as always by Ann Thompson, our editor at large. And Ann, it's been quite a week. Lots of stuff happening in the awards zone from the Gotham Awards on Monday to MBR the next day, New York Film Critics Circle on Wednesday. I was in the room for all that, but before we get into those details, I think it's worth just taking a look at the sheer overwhelming amount of stuff that just happened and whether or not any of it really is going to have a lasting impact on the awards conversation overall. I mean, Netflix really dominated. Irishman obviously won two big awards, a best picture from NBR and New York Film Critics Circle, whereas Marriage Story took home the Gotham Awards, which you know, basically swept the Gotham Awards. But just how much is any of this going to trickle down in the months ahead to make a difference when it comes to that gold man at the finish line? Well, what's really going on is that there's an incredible um, contraction crunch calendar issue, which I saw going ahead, you know, when I was looking forward, I saw that it was coming. And I mean, anybody who covers awards sort of knows that that's what's going to happen if your Oscar date is moved up by by three weeks um, to February 9th. So it, it it's that usually you don't have everything piled on like this and it's going to continue. It's week after week after week after week after week. And there's only a month left before the voting is over on January the 7th. And then a, a couple of weeks while people vote for the final awards and it's done. You know, it's crazy. So it's totally it, crazy. It's really like some people, a lot of people aren't going to Sundance because of this. A lot of people are um, not sleeping at night because of this, because it's just insane. So, um, what do we really come out of this with? One of the things that I'm learning is that as well as Netflix did, they are um, also sending people bucket loads of, there's like a pizza truck outside of our office today from, from Netflix feeding people, celebrating the two popes, right? Italian. What is the connection there? The two Italian, popes have pizza? Italian. They, oh, they had okay. pizza in the movie. They do have pizza in the movie. But then that is I got some bizarre. red slippers at home, little Pope slippers. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, I could, I could list. Wait, you got Pope slippers? I got slippers for Judy. 
I feel totally cheated on this. I got little Judy Garland ruby yeah, slippers. Yeah, the ruby slippers. Which exactly. are like a Christmas tree ornament, you know, <laughs> exactly. that you hang on your tree. The uh, swag is off the hook. The swag year. is way out there. And, and you know, the A24 swag was really cute. I love my mermaid soap and my uh, – I've already drunk the uh, midsummer uh, liqueur, whatever that was. Uh, it was, was very just vodka delicious. Or something. It was very yummy, and um, and it went down very smooth. But but the the there's you know there there were other uh, cute cute things in there. But it, it's it, it's a waste of trees. It, it, I've gotten very good at opening boxes. This is a terrible problem to have. I, I know that. Um, and I've become a member of, uh, you know, in good standing of this organization called the Broadcast Film Critics, which is now being treated as though they're the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. All of this has amped up into this ridiculous thing where everybody's invited to these parties. And it's almost like I'm embarrassed to be a member. I'm a member of it, too, although not not super active the way I am in, in your film critic circle. But what I find fascinating about it is. Nobody knows how to consolidate lists. So I often get multiple giant coffee table books. You know, I've got a whole bunch of copies of the Irishman screenplay if anyone wants to leaf through it. But man, I, I, I just, I, to me, it's like, okay, I saw the Irishman. I think it's one of the best movies of the year. I've been very public about it, but I don't totally understand the mindset. Maybe it's just a, a block that I have. It's like, you get this thing in the mail and you're more likely to say that it's, the best movie of the year. I mean, just how susceptible are people who do these things, no matter what group, what voting branch you're in, whatever committee. And I mean, it just, it just sends a really bad message. Well, I I think think we got the message that nobody's going to spend more on anything than Netflix. And I think that they're really risking backlash again. They can understand what they think would, what this does. I mean, these movies are really good. I'm not sure that they need to give you this much free crap. Oh, I got an Irishman bottle of red wine too. Yeah, I got it too. And I drank it with some family over Thanksgiving. Should I drink it? It's a solid. I'm not a big red guy, you know, but uh, I I think if if, if you really, really, well, if you really want the Irishman experience, you're supposed to dip the bread and the wine, you know, so it's a whole complicated thing. But no, seriously, it's like, do you think Scorsese was envisioning this being part of the process through which audiences would recognize his aesthetic achievements? I mean, this no, stuff... No, this stuff doesn't go to the Academy, by the way. They're not allowed to send this stuff to the Academy. This is really about the Hollywood Foreign Press and the Broadcast Film Critics Association, which are voting on... Now, it's okay if a publicist says, don't forget so-and-so, you know, for best supporting actor. Maybe you need to know what category they're campaigning in. I don't mind that. But but the, but the this stuff is really over the top, and it, and it starts to make me feel sort of queasy. Am I really thinking about this when I put my 10 best together? That's what I'm saying. Come on. The boundaries between professionals and amateurs in not just our field, but a lot of fields have become more porous these days. And I do wonder to some degree if this may be a reaction to the perception that people are more gullible than they used to be when it comes to stuff like this, because right, well, it shouldn't heard, make a difference. All right. I heard this. I, I, I think uh, I got I a jacket for, for Dolomite. I got, I got a jean jacket yesterday. I'm I good. got that. Thanks. I got that. The one with all the buttons on it. Yeah. I took the buttons off and I, and I got a blanket for marriage story today. Okay. Well, at least that's practical because it's winter. 
All right. So, so here's here. I mean, my house is full of this stuff. I mean, it's, it's some of it's funny. You know, I still have my little snow globe from from Fargo <laughs> with the okay. Well, that's actually that's really freaking cool. That's amazing. I, I, I save the good stuff, but um, I, I have my my um, blood bag from from the hunger or whatever. You know? <laughs> okay. but, all right. All right, back to serious stuff. So it, it, it starts to make no, but it does start to make you, you know, get get overloaded and 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 angry and sort of um, resentful. Actually, I, I know I sound ungrateful, but I shouldn't be getting all this stuff. And um, you don't have to send it to me, really. You don't. It's okay. I want the screeners because then I have to see. I do have to see the movies. But and the screeners um, have come in. They, a lot of them came in. You know, very. Sort of, I don't know. I, I don't know about you. I went away for a couple of days uh, right before Thanksgiving. I came back, and my doorman had 19 packages for me that were all DVDs and stuff. So, I mean, it, it really it's, it comes fast and furious. It all started season. at Thanksgiving, and what really struck me about that was that some of them were probably waiting for the films to open in theaters and for people to go to screenings and see them in festivals, but. Honestly, they should have sent a lot of them a lot earlier. Who the hell? I've seen them. I've seen most of them now, but I'm still catching up on foreign. By the way, I did finally see Manos, which is quite good. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I've been obviously a, a big champion of that one, although does not seem to be the easiest one to get people to remember in the deluge of many, uh, many movies. I don't think it's year. going to be the kind of thing that the Hollywood um I listen to me that that either the Hollywood Forum Press or the Oscar voters are going to go for. I have talked to Academy members who really like this movie and some who have heard of it and hope to watch it. So at least at the very least, I do hope it gets into the short list, which is okay. a couple weeks away. So, so what the answer to your question at the very beginning is this. There is a perception that starts to be uh, built up of what the winners and the people that are like, for example, everybody now thinks because of all of these groups voting and then and this accretion of, of, of Intel, even though they all have different, like eight, the new, the New York film critics have a certain influence, but they're not predictive, right? Cause you guys are much more highbrow and, and forgive the expression intellectual than the academy forgive, forgive being accused of being smart when it comes uh, God to quality. forbid no you have great taste and you did well and it was a good a good list this of was films. i have to say one of the best years ever if you look at the only one movie won two prizes irishman which got best film and joe pesci so we spread the love in a way that i think is very exciting and everyone should be making the right but so the irishman on. and once upon a time in hollywood are now the front runners they 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 are that's that's they were before but now they are again, and and marriage marriage story is in there too. Um, yeah, I mean, marriage story. You got to admit, and driver it is the of, front runner yeah. again. You know, a lot so this is happening. Yeah. yeah, but they all right. So the New York film critics are one group. Then you know, I don't think that Lupita Nyong'o necessarily gets in, but it helps her. Obviously, I don't think that Richard Jewell is necessarily going to get in, but AFI put it on their top ten, and so somebody likes it. You know, and the, how about Antonio Banderas for actor? That is something? great, and I've yeah. I, but I've been predicting him all along. So this is exactly what I hoped the New York film critics would do for him because he needed it. But but he, I thought he would be. Yeah, I think that the Academy actors are totally going for that narrative. Someone There's no was way they me, resist it. I was at a, an event earlier this week talking to an Academy member who was saying that that she felt that uh, people are underestimating how much respect in the Academy. 
there is for both Almodovar and um, and Banderas, and that that movie could get into a lot of major categories similar to Parasite, even if it's not always being talked about the way that the Parasite train has been talked about as this huge phenomenon. There so. are two, they are two very, very different movies. And um, for a while there, I thought Almodovar was going to be in the top five for director, which is totally possible. Still, but still in, in a factor. It, I don't I don't think he... I think that what happened there is that 1917 took his slot, Sam Mendes. Um, and, and that's the truth. Uh, I, I, they, they always are full of surprises though. The directors, they, they can do all kinds, they can put, you know, Ben Zeitlin or, or, or well, not um, this year, but in theory, they can put a new guy that nobody expected to put in there, in there and, and you, and you're shocked, but this year is very, very competitive. It's going to be, it's going to be Bong Joon-ho over Almodovar, I believe in director, um, but Parasite is very strong. It really is um, anecdotally. People talk about it. People buzz about it. And they talk about Irishmen. And, and they talk about Marriage Story. And I know actors love these movies. And the actors are the biggest branch of the Academy. And uh, whether Parasite gets, gets its actor into supporting actor is, is another question. That's um, also a very competitive category. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot but, there. But I, I so, mean, for example, you, the New York Film Critics gave gave um, uh, an ensemble. Uh, no, the the MBR gave the ensemble award uh, to Knives Out, and AFI put Knives Out on their list. I don't think Knives Out. I mean, Knives Out will do well at the Globes too. I don't think that well, one ends up on the top ten of of the Academy. But it could get a screenplay nomination. It's There's too so competitive. It's still too competitive. I'm but, worried about Lulu Wong getting in there with a with a with a with a writing nomination. It's very difficult. There's a lot of competition for those categories. But Knives Out. I mean, I I heard. I don't know which who, who you spoke to, but I mean, they did a lot of screenings of that around the Thanksgiving weekend, including Academy screens on both coasts. And it seems to get a huge, huge response. People and love it's it. commercial. They love it. They it love successful. James Bond movies too. That doesn't mean it's well, the kind of movie. This is the argument I make about Hustlers. You know, people love J-Lo and Hustlers. That's not the issue. The issue is that well, Hustlers is mm-hmm. the kind of movie that gets gets nominated. It just mm-hmm. is that that category isn't so crowded. So she'll probably get in. So she's still got a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get in. You talk to her. I did. I did. That wants to be continued. I don't, I don't want to divulge too many details yet because the story hasn't run yet, but it's, it is in the works. I think it's a really interesting year for performances. I mean, that could have gone a lot of different ways with New York Film Critics Circle, I can say, as someone who was in the room. But, you know, it could have gone a lot of different ways with the Gotham Awards and Adam Driver won, which was the most obvious expectation, not Aldous Hodge or even Adam Sandler, who I think would have been the, the in some ways that would have driven a lot of headlines, but Sandler did win for NBR. And um, I, there was a lot of goodwill among the New York film critics circle, even though he didn't get it. And I am curious about that one because the Safdies won best director at New York film critics circle. And maybe that's way too wild to contemplate, but it does feel like a leveling up for those guys. I don't think that kind of war. It's wonderful. It's a great, it's a great um, honor and they should be very, very proud and, and they deserve it. But 
Uncut Gems is is still unlikely to get anywhere. Um, but Sandler is, is he's doing more for this movie that than I've ever seen. That it's the kind do. of movie people actually like when they watch it, Eric. It's about that in the end. These I mean, these awards drive people to watch things and make sure that they see them. That's the real function. When people read the stories in the trades, they they come out saying, you know, or if or if my daughter reads your. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, indie movies list on IndieWire that you, you know, that you shouldn't miss. And she's never heard of Diane. It makes her go and check out Diane. I mean, well, that's, that's different. That's, that's a kind of advocacy. No, but, but it's I, the same thing. Finally, it's about, it's about people getting, having a reason to put something higher on their pile that my pile is high. Your pile is high. We happen to have seen more than anybody else but everybody else is catching up and they're not going to see all those films. But don't you think with respect to something like Sandler, it's like it goes beyond the, the I mean, you like this movie and I like this movie, even though it is a, a challenging, viscerally unsettling movie. And a lot of actors have so have a lot of respect for this guy. I mean, he's almost like a Trojan horse to some extent. It seems like the, and Scorsese is an EP on this movie. You I mean, are acting so much- and sounding. And I say this to you every single year. I like a New Yorker. You're well, a New Yorker. So are, so, you so are, are a you. New Yorker. I am a New Yorker too. And I adore Adam Sandler and I, I, I'm happy that he's doing well, but this is the practical reality of this is that the New York film critics are a New York group and they went New York with their picks and, and the MBR is a New York group and they also went New York with their picks. So we'll see and what happens this weekend. And the AFI is a different list. Let us look at the AFI and, and recognize that this is more likely to be closer to what ends up happening. Um, I, I'll, and I'll, and I'll, 1917, The Farewell, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Knives Out, I'm saying that's a question mark, Little Women, Little Women and The Farewell are the ones from women directors that have been anointed, that everybody's going to tick that box. And and the the box that isn't being ticked is Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which yeah, that movie seems to have been forgotten in a somewhat and the movie fashion. that got left out of the AFI list as well, which is sort of uh, telling, is Ford v Ferrari, probably because there were too many movies from white men. They put Knives Out ahead of Ford versus Ferrari, which I find sort of well, amazing. Or maybe Ford versus Ferrari isn't the great it's movie very that popular. a lot of you guys think. It's I mean, it's fine, popular. but does it does it stick with people we, the same way all this other stuff we're talking we've about? We've talked has. about this before. It lacks gravitas, and so does Knives Out. And substance. So, well, one, Knives Out is fun. I, I think, think that fun. Ford v. Ferrari has substance in the sense of the way that it talks about Hollywood and and the way that that the, you have to navigate in a corporate environment and how creative freedom can can win out, uh, but but th- there's a lot going on there that I think is is serious, but it may not be serious enough this year when there are too many white movies, too many white male movies uh, that 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 are ahead of it. That's what it really comes down to, including Richard Jewell. Uh, again, you know. Which, by, by the way, I, I finally saw. And once upon a time in Hollywood. 
I saw, yeah, I mean, I, so on the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing, I I now have a screener of that, and I'm looking forward to revisiting it, and um, and I'm sort of fascinated by the, the enthusiasm around that movie versus others, but because I haven't seen it since Cannes, it's hard for me to get into it in the I've same way. I've seen it three times, and I ended up watching it again with my aunt over the holiday. Not the whole thing, but, you know, it's walking not, in not, and out. You know, it's not my favorite movie of the year by a long shot, but there's so much respect it's for really it. It's really up there for me. And Tarantino winning screenplay, I think, is interesting. I do wonder about the does Tarantino get to? I mean, the guy has won two screen. I feel like if he wins best screenplay, you're everyone's going to scrutinize the close up of his face on Oscar night because he's probably going to be ticked off. You know, no, that's like, why director. <laughs> it's his turn. The ego, man. Win, it's like to win director. Marty's won director before. I could totally split. I see. That's how it's going to go. I see yeah. Tarantino winning director and screenplay could therefore go to somebody else. Like, All right. So let me, yeah. So a lot of people like Noah Baumbach, for example, that's who he, mm-hmm. I think that's what he's going to win. Yeah. Which it, you and know, Adam I'm driver, sure Adam would, driver will win. I think. Right. Right. I mean, the, these are, these seem to be, but the, the if we look options. at the AFI list of, of what got left off, these are the films that are on the cusp, but that could not, that may not be in the running at all for best picture. And they are, they may be in the running for some acting or something else, but not Best Picture. Bombshell, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Dark Waters, totally out. Dolomite, Ford, Harriet, that's probably just a Revo as a long shot for the fifth slot. A Hidden Life, which isn't happening at all, much as I love it. Yeah, complete, they're screening it at the Vatican and stuff, which suggests a different kind of, you know, uh, potential for success for this movie but as an awards contender it's coming it seems in late soft. it's coming in late yeah. and soft honey boy which is a long shot um and and doing better than one would expect but it didn't get anything from all these awards groups the lighthouse again not happening uh the peanut butter falcon not happening the report not happening rocket man and two popes and waves so i really think that the other films are the ones that are uh the ones that have been anointed are the ones right. that are moving forward. Let's circle back on Richard Jewell for a second, because I finally got a chance to see that over uh, Thanksgiving. And, um, I mean, the the Paul Walter Hauser of it all. He's great. Really, I, I have to say, I mean, first of all, Clint had a weird year in 2018 with 1517 to Paris, which I, I found to be this like fascinating. Like that. No, I, I, thought, I, I thought it was fascinating. No, we argued about it. Yeah. But, but that was, it was a weird movie. And then, and then the mule, which I frankly found to be kind of clunky, very sloppy, very whatever. clunky, very entertaining. Some, some, it had, it had a ton of Eastwood apologists. No, it, he knows but, his audience. He knows exactly it, what he's doing. But, but I have to tell you, I mean, you, you go into this movie at, with the 2018 Clint in mind and uh, and it really moves along and works surprisingly better than it should, aside from a very problematic character played by Olivia Wilde, which you, you talked about before. But Paul Walter Hauser, he's like doing this like Paul Blart with soul kind of a thing. That I just don't think that's I, fair. You know, I know, but that's the way, that's the kind of character this guy is. It's sort of like, he's sort of this, this I don't want to say like dopey, but sort of like just He's a little of, slow. He's like a kind of slow he's guy, earnest. but also very and it's sincere, exactly. And he's so, uncool. He's the guy who who gets yeah, bullied exactly. for being a fat kid. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm saying it's it's a it's a archetype that has usually is played for laughs, but given depth and and substance, 
because of this real scenario. And, and he's just fascinating to watch throughout the movie. I mean, that is, that is a nice surprise. And the movie is, I like the moves, movie a lot. I just it think it's, well. it's too modest, you know, finally people love Clint. It, it you can't discount how much the Academy loves Clint, but in this case, is it the best Clint? Is it the Clint that cannot be denied? Is it the serious award winner Clint? I'm not sure. It's not on the level of a lot of the stuff that he did say a decade earlier, but it's it's just his best in a while. And they love. I've, I've argued already. They love how 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 well he's doing at age eighty nine. Believe me, they they love it. So it's not beyond the realm of of possibility. We shall see. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this, it, these it, votes help to push it forward. But again, MBR that's a small little weird group. It doesn't right. represent. The, I would give more credence to the AFI list because that's a group of industry insiders in LA. Some of them are Oscar voters too. Exactly. So that's that's notable. And then also the other thing that I'm curious to see is what happens with uh, Los Angeles film critics over the weekend and whether those things echo any of this stuff or if there are serious divergences because even if that, that doesn't necessarily represent anything other than a bunch of critics in a room, just like near a film critic circle – it could theoretically elevate some some of the films that weren't elevated by these groups. Um, so there's still there's still a lot of stuff to come in that respect. But the Netflix of it all is still a factor. So you have Sony doing very well with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Little Women, and you have A24 and Neon and with Parasite and and with. Uh, the farewell the a24 is the farewell neon is parasite and you have you have theatrical players in the mix how much are the voters going to i think they will nominate whatever they want and whatever they actually like and they will more of them will see the netflix movies because they're on netflix if they haven't seen them in a theater they'll catch up with them i think a lot of people saw irishman over the holiday but i don't know how that's going to affect the winners, whether they would deny Scorsese best picture because it's Netflix. That's a thing. I mean, the, that, that question, all right, here's what I would say about that, that I found kind of fascinating is that uh, I know, I notice when uh, industry related conversations, industry developments uh, are picked up on by people outside of my industry colleagues, you know, like the quote unquote non-film people who notice things that are going on when they notice, for example, the streaming wars because streaming platforms are launching. So one of the things I noticed uh, last weekend uh, as Thanksgiving settled in was people coming to me or texting me or whatever and saying, wow, wasn't the Irishman just released in theaters and now it's on Netflix? I didn't notice that happen before with Roma because I think on some level while Roma was a very well received film it didn't have the same kind of profile that irishman does the generations of people who revere the scorsese de niro pesci combos and that kind of a thing and it it, there was something really fascinating to me about that because it made me wonder if you know this could be on some level a cultural turning point where people are starting to be more aware of how disruptive this approach to releasing movies is and i i wonder if the industry is going through that change too i mean so many people I think are starting to understand that this is just how things are now. And it's getting kind of boring to relitigate the, the Netflix problem. Each it's time not around. boring. If, if what I, what I keep getting struck by when I talk to studio heads uh, 
is how existentially threatened they are by Netflix, how upset they are, how angry they are, how how much they feel that Netflix doesn't play fair because they have so much money that they can spend and they don't have to spend it on a theatrical release and they don't have to justify their spending to a board of directors and and stockholders and everything else. And it's like they're grown-ups playing with certain limitations and Netflix doesn't have any of these limitations. And the I see and you see the future as Netflix and the reality is that Netflix is incredibly successful, but the people inside the industry are so angry that it's palpable and it will what have you're an impact. About is, that is one facet of the industry which are industry executives, studio executives. But what about all these other branches? Are you, do, you, do you feel as though directors and actors and, and screenwriters have a similar kind of frustration? I mean, like I said, a lot of them are employed by no, I think that the below the line is 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 a is a different world, and people are hired, and people work on movies, and they care about the movies that they work on. And I see a movie that's a Netflix movie, like The Irishman, as a movie the same way I see uh, Parasite as a movie, or or any movie that was. I mean, I think everybody theaters. knows that they're movies. But what the, you're saying is that they're voting for other reasons that don't have to do with quality, which is not surprising. That's what obviously. upsets me. That's what really upsets me, and that's why Green Book won last year. But again, I mean, the real question is: has the Spielberg thing shifted? we talked about was real? But also, I mean, I don't know. Roma, Roma was a great movie, and it had an this incredible big, campaign for. This is a big Hollywood, big scale yeah, movie. Exactly, Irishman this is a different not category, like an art film. Roma did as well as it did, amazingly, because they spent fifty million dollars on it. Right, right. This one, this one, they're spending, very... they're spending the money on on a big movie, and and so if. If and by Irishman the way, is, the studios are competing with Netflix in the television arena too. So it's something that's overwhelming them across the board. Well, everybody's why competing. Disney in both Plus arenas, is yeah. happening, and, yeah. and and HBO and all that. That's why it's happening. But it's it's a it's a it, it is. I don't think it's boring. I think it's fascinating. Well, what I think when I when I say boring, I don't mean that it's boring to to me or to you or to anybody who's paying attention to how media is evolving. It's more like in the context of award season and whether a movie might be hurt in terms of its awards chances just by virtue of who distributed it. I feel like we've been through this before. And if Irishman is no, does not win best picture most, most prominently because of this above all other reasons, it, that to me is kind of a boring reason for it to lose. Cause we, it just feels like, it's At not a boring point, it's reason. Ridic- it's, it's a revealing reason. It's a revealing reason of, of how it's not complex. It's like a dumb reason to 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 be out punitive of touch, towards a movie. Out yeah. of touch, the the, just, the, the studio people really are with with what with, with with reality, or maybe what they're in touch with is is the fact that they are dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, there may be something to that extent. Like, if we're going to go down, we're going to go down with a fight, and this is their way of fighting or something like that. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I guess that'll be an open question. Well, next week we'll have a bunch of other stuff to dig through because um, Los Angeles Film Critics is coming up, as are the Golden Globe nominations. So once we have those, I'm sure we'll have a whole bunch of stuff to dig through. We'll have anticipation of Cats 
finally, as well as Star Wars. So, so when are you finally seeing Cats? Cats is coming up. It's 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 uh, there's an Alice Tully Hall premiere on the calendar and uh, and press screenings. Being when is booked. that? It is a week from Monday, I believe. Although now, of course, probably someone's going to complain that I let the uh, you know what out of the bag. So you know, little by little. <laughs> <laughs> on that little note, Eric. On that <laughs> when note. the bad puns start, we call it a day. But <laughs> I will right. talk to you. Talk soon. to you later. Bye bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.